same old trouble villains always knocking at the door pretty pictures on the page but nothing ever stays the same thank you vandello and welcome once again to Graphically novel. My name is Josh Wasta, aka Fallout Fury. With me, as always, is my sibling when I need the most, my caretaker. Ugh. It's Bear. Oh. At least he didn't say you were his keeper. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and to quote Isaac from the uh, the novel, he gave me more credit than I was due. <laughs> <laughs> And with us, as usual, the lovely and talented, the Baronessa, Ms. Jennifer Howland. Thank you, Bear. And as it is my pleasure, this season and last, and probably forevermore, it's my distinct pleasure to introduce our guest. And today we have someone who has actually become a good friend of mine, although we have never met in person. So I'm very much looking forward to this episode. Um, thank you for joining us, Justin Stacey. Hey! Thank, thank you, Jen. Great to be here, and I appreciate you guys asking me in for the Hellstrom episode. Absolutely. Uh, so this season... We are inviting people. We're choosing uh, who we have for which episode. When Hellstrom came on, I knew I wanted you on the show eventually. And I think we had talked a little bit about, hey, have you watched any of this? You know, when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. For sure. And it was just kind of that interesting, especially since you are a huge fan of Constantine. Uh, and we didn't yes. have you on the Constantine yep. episode, because uh, I don't even think we were doing guests when we did Constantine. No, I don't think we were. Yeah. Uh, and so we brought you on to Marvel's version of Constantine, for better or for worse. Uh, worse. But- <laughs> <laughs> worse. <laughs> It's hard. To, it's hard to top Constantine. To be fair, so you know it's. Yeah. It is. It is. That is fair. Especially in a, especially in a comic where the character all but says he's a poor man's John Constantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Justin, what is your history with comic books? Uh, you know, unlike a lot of uh, enthusiasts, I didn't really read them a ton as a as a younger kid. It kind of took me to my like mid teens, basically, before I was really into uh, a comics, and you know, I. Guess I guess, uh, you know, Batman was probably my first and, and is still pretty high up there in, in, in terms of favorite. Um, but I moved on to to things like Hellblazer pretty early as well. Some of the more out there kind of weirder stuff. And I think it was partially because I didn't read uh, much in the way of comics as a, as a younger kid. And I just kind of went overboard with it a little bit as I got older and kind of dived into it pretty quickly. Um so any anything, you know, I read a lot of the standard DC and Marvel stuff that a lot of people like, but then I branched out into some of the more obscure stuff. And uh, I don't know, it's just a great, it's, as you know, it's a great medium for expression and telling a bunch of different stories uh, in a way that isn't quite capturable in cinema or TV, really. So. Right. And and that's kind of what we focus on in the show is how do you take something, you know, like mm-hmm. Alan Moore's From Hell and make it into a Johnny Depp fronted movie? Right. And, uh, right. You know, and this is this is definitely one of those because for those who are not familiar with Hellstrom, uh, or in this eventually Hellstorm, as as he takes the <laughs> moniker, uh, so the, much time they spent on that. <laughs> and actually, yeah, that's that's one of the things that I guess we should probably get into because I was very curious about that as kind of the newcomer to this particular title is the the changes between those two names, which as you guys know happen quite frequently in the arc that we'll be discussing today. And I was like, you know, that they're, they're they're devoting a bunch of time to the switch between those two names. And I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by that. Well, uh, but yes, the, the, uh, 
and, and I have that. I have that answer. Um, mm-hmm. But where I was getting is the full name is uh, Damon Hellstrom, Son of Satan. Like, when it was introduced in the 70s, that was the full name of the comic. Uh, the show kind of strays away from the whole son of the big guy. Yeah. Like, it's more of, I'm a son of a demon. Yeah. Well, and and they, they keep mentioning over and over again that they never really give you the background in the TV series. No. They, no. They, when he does encounter a demon, he, they keep calling him traitor. Yeah. And that's about all you get. And they're like, ooh, what's this? Are they going to give us a little backstory? Is there going to be anything behind this? The plot line kind of leads you to exactly what they're talking about eventually but so for the comic there was a series in 1993 uh that was done out of marvel uh it actually had two different uh writers so the first four issues were written by uh rafael nieves um who i started to look into the writer he was fired after four issues i i can see why uh oh, was, i did not i did not actually know that he was fired i didn't i didn't yeah. look too deeply into that okay yep okay. and then len kaminsky took over after that but we only read the first five like basically the first story arc um and and as always on our facebook page for the announcement for this episode we'll have the cover so if you want to follow along and find out what graphic novel we read uh it'll be there but the reason that the hellstrom hellstorm thing happened is because writers were very insistent on the name uh even is though that one yes even though <laughs> h-e-l-s-t-r-o-m was was the first son of satan mm-hmm. uh it became hellstorm with two L's uh, and O and it became Hellstorm with one L it became Hellstrom with two L's like just so extremely basically writers can't spell for shit and, well, or not, didn't care yeah they're not paying enough attention it was sort of like how they changed the colors of various comic book characters back in the day I guess right it's like how Hulk oh. was originally gray yeah, yeah. because they couldn't afford green sure right yeah um, and then they eventually somebody came around and went well there's a gray Hulk and there's a green and then Hulk. there's a green Hulk <laughs> right and, and, guess and what? They, now there's a red Hulk right and well is <laughs> a, a try to retcon basically a mistake that's what this was. This, you could tell in the first four issues, while it was not quality, this writer was just taking the piss out of all of comic books. Oh, yeah. Completely. Completely. In the, is it the first issue? The first issue? Uh, the was, author mentions, not by yeah. name, but by description that you cannot miss. Um, the stretchy guy from the Fantastic Four. Mr. Who Fantastic. I, Mr. Fantastic. Stretch Armstrong, please. <laughs> Um, she couldn't remember Reed Richards. She was asking me today, who's the stretchy guy? Stretch Armstrong. I'm like, do you mean Reed Richards? <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. I don't know the Fantastic Four, obviously. Uh, Superman was referenced, and Constantine and the X-Men were referenced. Right. Yep. Uh, and that was just in the first. Okay, the X-Men that was like, came that was, later. Yeah. But well, the, yeah, but the other three references happened like, in, on page four. Yeah. yeah, like within like three frames of each yeah, other. It's like, wow. Yeah. So let's jump into the show. Uh, Justin, what did you think of the show uh, as, as it turns out the only season of the show that we're going to get mm-hmm. as of a couple days well, ago? The the show is interesting for me simply like for a couple of reasons. First is that when I saw the trailer, I was like that that intrigues me simply because I can see the sort of urban fantasy vibe they're going for, and and anything like that is going to intrigue me personally. It's one of my favorite subgenres. Um, but uh, like overall, it was fine, um, and I think that 
I think that to look at it critically, it, it kind of reminds me of the um, the Constantine film with Keanu Reeves in the sense that mm. it may not be a great adaptation of source material, but if you divorce it from the source material and you just look at it as a sort of run-of-the-mill urban fantasy sort of thing with supernatural elements, I think you can have a lot of fun with it and be entertained by it to some Absolutely. degree anyway. And, Absolutely. You know. I, I agree. Well, especially in the direction that they went, because mm-hmm. Hellstrom yeah. in this, in what we read is very much tied into the what I would call the B list of the Marvel universe. Yes, um, for sure. You know, he, you could tell that he's a he's a '70s character that they were trying to reboot in the '90s. Um, you know, and uh, it's Patsy shows up. Our, our friend Patsy right. Melcap from Jessica Jones. Super shocking to me, by the way. I yeah, that was no pretty shocking to me too. Uh, <laughs> Um, most people now know Patsy from from Jessica Jones, which was on Netflix. Right. But keep in mind that Patsy and Jessica Jones was a replacement for Ms. Marvel, for Carol Danvers, mm-hmm. that her and Jessica were friends in the comics. So it's it's amusing to me that you know instead of even try in the in the Hulu show they're just like this isn't even there's no mention of the Marvel universe at all. Thank God it would have right. sucked ass. Right. Seriously, the show was good because as you said, Justin, it, it tried to be a set piece. It tried to be something outside mm-hmm. of the source material, and I think that they did a good job of that. And it was interesting. And I actually was expecting a lot more from the comic going from the show to the comic. Sure. Amen. Amen. Um, this show was actually decent yeah. in my mind. Like having yeah, never, I, I would go ahead. No, I was just going to agree. Decent is actually the word that comes to mind for me. You know, you know, when you take the sum of all the parts and put them together, I think it's, it's not as bad as, as some people would have you believe. The thing that I thought was Jen started to get more interested as the series went along. I got less interested mm-hmm. um, because as I know my, my good friend bear, he has a stick, a, a, a sticking point about time travel. Time travel has I, to be done extremely well or not at all. Exactly. No, I like it gets it gets so tedious after a while, and it can mm-hmm. ruin so many things. I'm the same way with Christian Dogma. Mm. There's just so much of it that unless I like you're gonna juxtaposi- do, I I I gotta comment on the juxtaposition there. I, I, time travel. Oh, I'm the same way with Christian Dogma. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Personally, it's I don't have faith valid. in either I just, one. I just like yeah, I, I don't think either one can <laughs> I, do anything right with those two topics. I know you fairly well, and I actually was a little surprised at that. That was a little jarring, <laughs> that, that comparison there. Um, Lack of segue. Yeah, well, and I think that they kind of had to do it, like the way that the show was set up, they kind of had to do that, the, the dogma, and I think they did it in a good way. It could have been a lot heavier handed. Yeah. And I also liked that they brought in the blood, you know, like this sort of offshoot of the Catholic Church that operates outside of their purview. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the you know, the radical Catholic. Yeah. I that just feels so funny saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the other part is um, in the show they have factions of the church, which usually I'm a big fan. You know, you have you have Gabrielle, you have the nun that is is assigned uh, to Damon, which is awesome to bring her in, and she's our eye, even though she's about to take her vows and she's part of this. This thing she has the faith in the church that very slowly starts to get eroded because she starts to find out more and more that there's this faction that will exercise the demons. That's the one that she's part of, and then there's this faction that's like, no, I mean. 
mean, basically, we could trap them in a jar mm-hmm. for 50 years. So we'll just put people until in a the, coma. Until the person dies. Right. And then the demon, you know, returns. But at least you've taken them out of play for 50 years. And to, that's a very human response. Because, yeah, demons are like, okay, 50 years. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, I, I did, It's obviously have a snooze. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See you when I get better phone reception. Like, yeah. <laughs> but to humans, it's at least like, well, at least we've taken this out of play for 50 years. Not even thinking about they are legion and they are many. So it right. doesn't, even it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I liked that aspect. And I found as the, as the show kept going, it was just like, I think the show could have been, instead of 10 episodes, it could, it could have been a miniseries. Yeah. Um, because I found myself like, I would go up to get a drink or something. Like uh, Damon and uh, Gabrielle are talking, like towards the end, like season, episode 9 or 10. And I'm just like, oh, hey, I know exactly what this entire conversation is going to be. And it's not going to affect fuck all. Mm-hmm. So I go up, I get a drink, I use the restroom, I come back. It's like four or five minutes later, and that scene is just ending. And yeah, I have not missed anything. Yeah. Um, and but I then guess, it still had moments where if you walked out of the room just to grab a drink and came right back, you, like it just jumped really fast. Right. It, it was a, it was a little chunky like that. So well, yeah. and there were sometimes. In fact, there were several times that you were playing on your phone and you were listening, but you weren't watching. And I'm like, uh, you're gonna want to rewind that. Yeah. And he, you were like, I heard everything. I'm like, you didn't see it, though. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of stuff visually in yeah. the background. And I, you know, I, I thought that the characters were well done. I thought that, um, mo- for the most part, the, the main characters were well done. Um, the, the you know, gay gay business partner trophy thing was a little eh, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Although they even took that and made him, you know, to, to train mm-hmm. him into the Keeper. His storyline, I was very interested yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I liked him as a character as well. I thought he was a yeah, pretty cool yeah. character. Generally. I was actually kind of impressed by the diversity that they managed to work into this mm-hmm. god awfully whitewashed yep. uh, comic book. Because yeah, high nineties. Uh, I think you saw one black person in the whole yeah, it comic was in book, the bar. And, and it was in, in the, the bar. bar, and she was just hanging all over David. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah that's yeah. That was a yeah. I remember that. Another slightly confusing scene for me, actually. I wasn't quite sure what was going on. There. I, I started that that issue off going, "Ooh, look, we've got Doctor Strange. This should be at least a little." And mm-hmm. it, yeah, yeah. And then we just okay. got flashback. So uh, this may explain something, uh, Justin. You may not be as familiar as I know. Jen and, and Bear are. Can you hand me that comic book opener? <laughs> the Vampire, the Masquerade. From Moonstone Publishing that came out uh, in the mid '90s, no, 2002. All stories written by Raphael Nieves. Yeah. <laughs> they wrote the first four issues of this. Oh, that explains so much. If you've ever read this, it is. I have not. Every plan gets their own story, and he wrote stories for Toriador, Nosferatu, and Ventru in a comic book. Did he? Uh, well, okay. So interesting. We're is a that a good read? Mm. If you like Vampire the Masquerade, yeah. it is, it's very nice. I, I do, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. But have you? Was he involved with? Remember the clan novels? No, nothing to do with the clan okay, novels. Okay, because I read those. Yeah, those, were, those actually were actually good. I read some of those. Yeah. Those I read those. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've I've read a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah. That no, that was very well done. And in fact, they did that entire storyline in um in order, like mm-hmm. in, in order of events. Yeah. Instead of jumping around in all the different novels. Yeah. And it's really good. It's oh, really good cool. to read it that way. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, my, yeah. My, and my favorite, anyway, I'm not going to get into the vampire. <laughs> novel, but that's two steps. That's beyond what we're talking about. Um, but yes, uh, the, the comic is amusing. If you could come across it, I, I bought it years ago. Cause, um, in Iowa city iguana's comic going out of this. And I happened to have like $300, which was unheard of, uh, for me at that time. <laughs> 
and I bought everything at like 80% off. It's where I got a lot of Changeling the Dreaming like cards that they originally had oh, to geez. use. But yeah, like just a bunch of that. But um, anyway, I found it interesting that, that this writer, once I knew that and I pulled it off the shelf and I just kind of flipped through it, I was like, yeah, it's the same like over dramatic, like, like the, I, I have Did a couple. Did rename the clan? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because we all know that the editors that were involved with anything White Wolf yeah. sucks. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. That would have been amusing. Uh, yes. And at no point did like a Toreador get upset and yell, Who could love the son of Satan? Mm. Which is actually something said in the comic. It was, yeah. it was bad. Yeah, pretty much just like that, too. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, I, you know, we had lots of, as as you did in comics, there were crossovers, like characters from other <clears throat> comics would show up in, in and in this one. But this one, I, I'm not sure who is a member of the West Coast. Most Avengers, but they've got to be low rent, low rent Avengers. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, extreme. Yeah. So I was like, wow, this guy doesn't even get like the real Avengers. Oh God, no, no. That whole issue was literally just like, how many superheroes can I fit into here? For, like, how many will they let? How many yeah. will they let? Because Doctor Strange is very obviously the big. Yeah, well, yeah I think the biggest because that's Valkyrie. No, keep going. Oh, this is the West Coast Avenger. But there was there's, another. There's one an, I know what she's talking. Yeah, there's. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. This is the yeah. West Coast Avengers. You know, whatever against the villain, Master Pandemonium. So Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. Thunderbird. Is that? That's that's Hellstrom. Okay. And I don't even know who that is. At the end. And then who's that? Is that Hellcat? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. But the other thing that I found striking was okay so he's got this sort of mansion that is there but not there Constantine yeah mm. and then he's got a gargoyle that watches over the mansion for him yeah Constantine mm. well <laughs> who they who when the demon sees him call basically starts to really nudge into the oh, etrigan yeah and and the gargoyle has I, I immediately it. thought of yeah yeah <laughs> And yeah. the, the first, the first panel like, I saw him in, that's who I thought it was, actually. I saw the yeah, first panel, yeah. I was like, what? Me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, is that the comic book references, so he references, like, Constantine as if he's a person. And then Isaac, the gargoyle, talks about Master Wayne like he's Batman, and yeah. Damon is like, have you been in my comic books again? Yeah. So, like, does DC exist all these comics? Is it is, is Constantine like a person? Like, what is happening? Right. Well, and I, I was reading through it. I was over at our, our friend's cat and Troy's place, and I got into that first, you know, like that page four where they start talking about you get the Superman reference and you get the, right. you know, the uh, Reed Richards reference. You mean the Stretch Armstrong Yeah, Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> Oh, I know. It's like, our Fantastic Four episode. Tune in next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because then I get to bitch about all of the movies. Yeah. Oh, no, I've got to work on renaming all the characters now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm reading through this and I'm like, oh, okay, this should be interesting. This, this, this doesn't exist in a vacuum. It's actually got this tied in with everything else. And then, and then that was it. Mm-mm. And then. <laughs> I was actually saying to Josh just before this, before we started recording, how um, this this felt like Dark Phoenix, only only worse because yeah. I I cared enough about Dark Phoenix to be angry that I had to go through it, and this I was just like fighting. The only thing I was fighting was trying like fighting not to fall asleep. Distraction. Yeah. 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 So um yeah I just a couple quotes that I have here because we've talked about Constantine, how he references Constantine is I know a Brit in a similar line of work smoke like a bee, and I'm like yeah. it just. Yeah. 
almost reminded me that I could be reading Constantine. <laughs> uh, so Although, it's safe to say there are no diehard Hellstrom fans here as far as the comics go. I, I guess. You know, not, uh, well, not as far as this one goes, no. <laughs> I, have a, I have a challenge. I have a challenge for the edit. I've teased my two uh, co-hosts with it. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, let's see. Although there are a couple good lines in here. Self-worth is exactly one month's rent at the cost of a bottle of rum. I may have that tattooed on myself. Oh, God, no. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about Anna in uh, in the show and her roots, which you don't get to read in the first five issues, but you get told about her hmm. because she is the Marvel character, Satana. Mm-hmm. And the favorite of their father. Which they mm-hmm. kept in the show. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they actually well, but, kept barely. Yeah, but they didn't because, um, well, they did. Okay. But in the comic, you get the idea that Satana is father's favorite and she enjoys being father's favorite. She enjoys spending time with him and learning from him and doing that. And Anna in the show does not. Right, right. Well, I think you have you have so many siblings at odds right now in in a lot of comic book properties. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the the newest and and first one that comes to mind is Batwoman, um, where you've got right um, Alice, yeah, Alice and and uh, Kane, Kane, Kane. Kane. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And that's an actually interesting. You know, I was kidnapped. My sister didn't find me. I went crazy. Um, that's that's a pretty interesting story. This one would have just been like, you know, father chose you. No, I will refuse. Like, yeah. And and having them at odds and then eventually moving their way to working together yeah. was a lot more interesting. Well, and and the whole, I mean, in the show. The mother is powerless to protect the children. In in the comic, and I'm going to do this spoiler just because it, it makes sense for the comparison. Yeah. The mother is placed in a mental institution because she goes crazy after giving birth mm. to Satana. Right, and is that well? She goes. I thought I thought she, she was died. just she, okay. she, she does that eventually. Oh, but okay. That's really all you hear about. Right. You hear about that. They talk about she is a minor character. Yeah, yeah, that's also yeah. not why she. Okay. They don't really talk about why she went yeah. crazy. She went crazy. Well, and that that was one of those interesting knots to because they just talk about what happened in the basement is why she went crazy. Oh, right. Yeah. And that it was Satana doing it to her instead yeah. of uh, the father. The father. Yeah. Um. So in the show, they make they make a meal out of that, which is. Great. Yeah, yeah. In the comic, they just kind of mention it, and you're supposed to fill in right. what happened. Uh, oh, and one other thing in the comic that I took umbrage with mm-hmm. was, you know, the mother was specifically called out a descendant from a Mayflower crosser, you know, mm-hmm. someone who came over on the Mayflower. I'm like, what? They never say your last name. I know. Could well, have been Howland. It could have been Howland. <laughs> <laughs> You could be Satana for all we know. I thought we weren't going to give spoilers. In <laughs> <laughs> you just put up a Christmas tree and didn't burn it in the place. So I'm just saying. It's uh, a tree. It's a Yule tree. <laughs> so we talked about Yen. Let's talk about the addition of Caretaker and Louise uh, to the show. Obviously not really in the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, was that better for you guys? Worse? Did you enjoy those characters and their stories? I personally did. I... I think that's kind of where we, I mean, aside from the fact that we didn't start off with, you know, I'm the son of Satan from the beginning. Who of the TV could love yeah. the son of Satan? Right, exactly. Right, right. 
we didn't we didn't start with that from the very beginning of the of the TV series. I actually thought that what they did with the series was much more palatable. Yeah. Um, like they didn't introduce really demons until I mean it was probably the second episode or the third. But well, they had to keep her stalled. Yeah, they did that yeah, in the first true. episode, but that was about it. Yeah, that, that was the, that was one of the coolest scenes of the first episode for me was when they found all that stuff down in mm. the in the catacombs. Actually, that was a cool effect. And uh, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I thought it, I thought it was well done because the because of the way that the children were separated when they were younger and kind of the path that they had to take. Like I feel like um I feel like there sh- there could have been like some reconciliation when they were, you know, before they were in their 20s. Right. Just because Louise and the caretaker knew each other. They had a relationship. And why they kept, you know, it was like they kept, oh, okay, ne- never mind. I'm remembering now because they were keeping them apart. Right. Because they would be too powerful together. Right. And Taker was yeah. in the block. Well, and you did get that one line, uh, the last thing that caretaker, we need. Caretaker, not Taker. They call him Taker. They, they call him Taker. It's true. Uh, it's true. They call him just, Taker. He, yeah, yeah, but he didn't have a. He didn't have, I was gonna say he didn't have a big ass hat and a motorcycle. So <clears throat> he either has a big ass hat or a motorcycle. He's biker Taker or he's under Taker. <laughs> but this is a completely different character. So yeah, he yeah. could have a big ass hat and a motorcycle. Right. He could be the American caretaker. Okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> No, the point I was going to make was they had the line uh, at one point in the early on in the series is that the last thing we need is a Hellstrom family reunion. Yes. Right. So yeah. that explains a little bit more why they kept them apart as long as they did. Well, and one of the things that I really liked was when we you're first introduced to Anna and she's on that rooftop and it's like, okay, she's a sin eater. She is like, she's like getting rid of bad dudes. This is awesome, you know, but, and, and I also like how they kind of like teased their powers mm-hmm. um, throughout the, the, that first season, you know, it's like, well, she can touch stuff, you know, she's sensitive to whatever, but it's like, you know, you don't see what they can do until you get towards the end of the season, which I thought was really right. Well, done. well, and that they have each other's powers. They just spect differently as they grew. Well, because they grew up apart and right. they were taught by different people. Right. Know? Justin, any thoughts on the, on, on caretaker well, Louise? Yeah, I, I, Overall, I, I liked the addition of them simply as I, I think for for what we could reasonably define as secondary characters, I think the writers went out of their way to make to make them pretty prominent throughout the whole show. Both both of them are in I don't know if both of them are in every single episode, but they get plenty of screen time as secondary characters, and they each represent a sort of uh, uh, patriarchal or matriarchal figure to each one of the two. Uh, siblings that they're kind of tasked with raising and I and I kind of like that aspect of it. You know, yeah. they each have uh they each have adult positive, well, depending on how you define it, relatively positive adult <laughs> influences that kind of help shape them as they as they grow older. And and uh to sort of um jump off that, one of the things I was kind of expecting before I started the show, which I was surprised was not there but was actually good I kind of expected the characters to be both completely kind of bitter, misanthropic people due to their their childhoods. And to some degree, that is true. But mostly, especially in Damon's case, you have a character that I completely did not expect to be a fairly kind of caring and and sort of selfless character, which was kind of nice to see in a way, I thought. And they hinted that in the first episode, like when he goes and the kid's like pretending to be possessed. Yeah. And he like totally calls him out on it. And he's a dick to the parents. He's just like, get the therapy. And like, he's walking away. I'm like, okay, so we're kind of going with that. 
again, I was like, okay, we're going with that Constantine vibe. That's where we're going. And, yeah. and yeah. it very quickly, Damon became a separate character from Constantine. He became his own, yeah. his own character. Not so much in the comic. I just kind of saw it as yeah. you're Constantine, like you're, right. or you're trying to be right. Constantine. Well, but the, in Constantine with phenomenal cosmic power. Well, but he was in the comic. He knew he was the son of Satan. Right. He knew who he was. He knew what his background was. He knew what his powers were. He knew at all of this stuff. And I really thought that the idea that. Um, the siblings in the TV show were kind of ripped from that and they weren't given all the information I, I, I hesitate to say needed, but all the, the they are not given the information that could make them what you would potentially think their father would want them to be. Sure. You know, they're kind of raised in the wild <laughs> so to speak, you know it's like, yeah, they've got stuff going on. They understand they have that they're different. Um, they understand that there are things in their life. I mean, especially Anna in the show. I mean, she's yeah. You you can see yeah, yeah yeah. I mean, she's taking. You can see where she would be bitter and somewhat yeah. misanthropic as she exactly. goes for sure. Exactly. Which she is, but I would argue she's the better adjusted out of the two. You all right? I want to hear the argument. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Yeah. Uh, you know, she she has a successful business that she's doing on her own. Yes, she's killing people, but I mean, when it comes down to it, she she is very much a, I have made one friend. My friend is yes. Damon doesn't have that. Damon doesn't have the one person that, that he ever trusted because he grew up in the, the church system. Well, he had Louise. As a mother figure, same as Anna had caretaker. But Louise, he mm-hmm. and Louise are much more, like, their relationship is much closer than Anna and, and the caretaker. Also, I mean, Damon is a professor. He's a college professor. Right. So, I mean, the idea that they that he doesn't he's got a he's got a career. He's got something that he's focusing well, on. Well, they also discussed too that Yen is not really a friend. Yen is like her manservant. Right. But, well, it's business partner. Yeah. But it's yeah. also it's yeah. also her childhood friend. Yeah. Because they get yeah. into that. It is jarring a little bit once you find out that like he protected her growing up in the in the orphanage, mm-hmm. you know. Uh but that's just I think he also makes amends with that because he he has a lifestyle that he prefers and she has provided that. She, yeah. he is, he's able to have that yeah. because of their friendship and growing up. And she just has fallen into her role, which, yes, she's not a great person. I would argue she's a better person than Damon is. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure I would agree with that either. I mean, do you, I think... Do you... Do you think she's better because she's like more honest about who she is and what she wants, or is there other reasons yeah. you think she's a? No, I, I think that's that's accurate. I mean, she has every right mm-hmm. to be bitter. She, you sure. know, and and to be kept apart from her brother and and all that stuff. And and basically, the system was set up so that in her perspective, she had to have yet because if she didn't have yet, she would have been completely alone in that system, caretaker or no caretaker, you know. And Damon got to be raised in the, the cushy church with Louise and, you know. But it wasn't the cushy church. I mean, yes, she was aligned with the church, but he grew up with a woman who runs an asylum. Like, how much better? That's not cushy. That's not... I don't know. He, he didn't grow up in the asylum, though. <laughs> grew up with her. It's like if your mom yeah, but that's running not, an that's, asylum that's that never, happens to have your mom in it, like your never, real mom. That's never really discussed, though. <laughs> 
Like, do you see him <laughs> right. when Anna is taken at, what, 12 or something? You're right. And then you see him as an adult, and he's, you know, like Louise has Visiting his mom him. all the time. You know, yeah. Right, but yeah. you also get and, what Anna says in the early episodes, and why she is upset, and why she's bitter, is because she couldn't go and see her mother. She Even after she was got away from her dad, she was stuck into an orphanage away from Damon, you know, and away from her mom, and away. Like, right. she she was she was in her in her words shuffled off and forgot right you know and and i i could understand that i can understand why there would be resentment i just think that given I, the two circumstances they're both equally dickish so anna wins in my in my estimation <laughs> because okay. she had to face more she could have been way worse i mean she could have been say yeah well yeah yeah and that's something that i really enjoyed about the uh the contrast is that i like that the characters of the show are who they are especially anna versus what they could have been from the from the arc that we're reading now is I, I like the characters better in the show, which is not generally the way I feel about uh, right. you know adaptations. But Agreed. in this case, I think it, it works. And you're right; yeah. she could have been way worse. That's true. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just going to call back to when you said because you your original argument was that that uh, Anna was the one that was more well adjusted, and I'm like, no. And my my number one argument against that is that she is actively going around killing people, they're killing bad people. I mean, Damon is getting rid of is exercising demons but he is doing his resolute best to save the person every time he might be dickish to you know like the kid that was you know being pretending he was possessed and the parents that obviously only give gave a shit once the kid literally started smearing his own shit on the walls yeah but he's not actively going around killing people right well and the way that she initially like in the beginning of the series the way she treats yeah is not very positive at all and he yeah. mentions that the end mentions yeah. that a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. I mean, well, especially once he gets deep into the keeper. He really yeah. brings it up then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you know he does have a little bit of resentment when it comes to that. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Oh, yeah. So um, getting back to the comic, I found it really interesting that this is completely an aside, and we're going back to the ridiculous world of the comic. Um, when a woman was possessed in the comic, when she was possessed by a demon, she was all of a sudden she was naked. Like, she was right. just naked. If a man was possessed by a demon, he turns into the Hulk. He turns, he into, turns into, like, this big, yeah. deep. He-Man, the whole yeah. pick he's suddenly, like, massively muscled, yeah. whereas the woman is suddenly... And well, also completely, cl- like, yeah. completely covered, like, not not even, like, when they're showing their chest, yeah. it's not You don't not even nipples. see man nipples, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, whoa, whoa, 90s, 90s, 90s. Yeah, well, 90s, 90s is exactly, you know, that's exactly the reaction I had to some of the dialogue they put in, I mean, we've touched mm. on that already, but mm-hmm. especially the scene I think you're referencing in the airport, mm-hmm. uh, yep. When, when the daughter is, you know, com- complimenting her mom on her nice butt or whatever, I'm like, that's, yes. that's such a cheesy 90s thing to put in, yeah. in right. the comic. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's, it's something another, you, you, you still, yeah, you still see humor that in I, comics today, but yeah. Right. Another note that right. I had was demonic possession or not, I don't think I will ever, ever utter the words nice butt mom. <laughs> right. Right. It's just, it's just a comic 90s thing that you don't see today. You see, you know, humor, but it's just, it's not that. It's not that. And I'd like to point out that that comment is made after they are no longer possessed. Yes, it's true. (laughs) So it's not like it was the demon talking. Yeah. (laughs) 
I was amused that the uh, the spell that the, the priest was, the excommunicated priest was reading off in the John, the spell of protection, um, ended up having a lot of uh, Lovecraftian, like, yeah. old Patagon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You saw a lot yeah. of Patagon, yeah. you saw a lot of Rudier, yeah. you saw all yeah. that in there. That's an actually another throwback to Constantine, because you'll see that in Constantine, too. Yeah. Latin and Lovecraftian uh, babble. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Before the last question, which is different than our normal question. Because oh. <laughs> you already know the answer to the normal question? Yeah. The normal question of would you keep reading this? I know that I... Is there... Okay. First of all, anybody have anything? Uh, no, I'm good. Is, I'm good. There, is there any way that I could say something that would make you want to read more of this? The, I don't know if the microphone the picked o- that up, but that was a long-suffering sigh for me. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, look, I, I kind of thought about that as I was, you know, going through this arc and I was like, you know, the the only way I would probably continue with this stuff is if they got deeper into stuff that I've probably already seen in Hellblazer or Lucifer, honestly. And I've already I've already read, you know, both of those comics and I've seen a lot of the stuff that's in Hellstrom done a lot better in those. But if they tried to put a unique spin on a lot of those elements, you know, like the going to hell stuff or maybe the 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 medications that the angels make that make you hallucinate or something, there's a few things they could do that might make me want to read more, but I've seen most of that stuff done better already. So, Jen? I don't know. I, You know, as you were talking, Justin, I just, like, my eyes got big and I was like, okay, you know what would make me read more? Is if Lucifer was Hellstrom's dad. Oh, I would I, read, I that. Would totally read that. Yeah. <laughs> that's comics Lucifer. Yeah. yeah, DC yeah. comics Lucifer. Yep. Not like, yeah. Would totally read that. Fair. Uh, it'd have to be good. Like you'd have to, you'd have to come up with something real, real good. So in my research, this uh, this book that we read is issues one through eleven, mm-hmm. and it was Rafael Nieves uh, one through four. Mm-hmm. After that, Len Kaminsky. You're gonna uh, tell me there's Alan Moore? No, Elstrom. no, okay. I am not. Oh, <laughs> After issue eleven, Marvel reached out and decided that this was a comic that was like an onboarding thing. Yeah, this guy didn't work. This guy didn't work. So they recruited. Uh, a new writer from little-known uh, English magazines uh, to start from issue 12 to go all the way till it's the final issue of number 21. And that man's name was Warren Ellis. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> it, was his, it was his first comic, real comic book Job. run. Yes. Oh my god. Other than doing like British tabloid magazine. Uh, <sighs> Alright, fine. I'll read it. Yes. What season I'll keep do we reading. start the revisits? <laughs> oh... <laughs> Justin, I don't know if that's that's uh that's enticing to you at all, but Ford yep. Ellis yep. this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it it's it's definitely worth another, I don't know, ten issues at least. So Yeah. <laughs> well yeah. And that's but, all that's all that's all he's got. Nine issues? Right? Uh, 12, 12 through twenty one. Uh, oh, okay, so, so 11, 10, 10, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. And we only read one through five of this. Uh, and the I, reason that we did... I started skimming through six, and I was just like, eh, no. I, don't, I don't need to start another arc. Other than that, uh, sorry, there's a there's a puppet kid with a birthday hat on, holding a knife. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the reason that I had to go with this is it does have the similar story to show. It has, it has the, the beginnings mm-hmm. uh, when it was rebooted, uh, when it was not Son of Satan. Though. All right, Justin, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this has been Thanks for having fun. me, guys. Absolutely. We'll see if we can find uh, uh, something maybe a little more enjoyable uh, for the next <laughs> time we have you on. Yeah, we'd love to have you back on the show. I would love to be back. And guys, if you ever cover something like Moon Knight after the show drops, maybe I would love to come back for Moon Knight. Oh, there we favorites. go. So, uh, I'll book you in for Moon Knight. 
All right. I don't know what that is. Neither do I. He no. is a. It's, it's imagine Marvel the Punisher. Sort of. The, yeah, the Punisher. Yeah. If the Punisher was possessed by Egyptian god, with a little bit of Batman mixed in. With a little, yeah, a little Batman. Quite, quite a bit of Batman, actually. Let's let's face it. But I yeah. think you had me up until you said Batman. Yeah, the Egyptian gods basically push his psyche to closer to like Deadpool, but he's not. Yeah. Wait, like so this. it's Stop like talking Hawk about and... it. you had me, and then you were. Wait, wait, it's <laughs> like Hawk and the Hawk and Dove. Yeah, is that no, is not that... quite like Hawk and Dove? Okay. No, Moon Knight. <laughs> Moon Knight is the legitimately crazy um but yeah it's but like, like legion crazy or like uh, he's yes. he's got he's got yeah he's got an identity disorder issue yeah yeah it's it's interesting color me intrigued there you go <laughs> mm-hmm. there we go all right well we will not see that until moon Knight drops but right uh, but when that happens uh i'm, I'm sure we will cover it <laughs> uh until next time uh when we cover the road to Yes, we'll be seeing my brother again. Yep, we will be recording the day after Christmas, which is wonderfully appropriate for a for a (laughs) mob movie comic book. Winter of nineteen thirty one was it? Yeah. Yep. Well, until then, take it away, Vandella. But the same old trouble, villains always knocking at the door. Pretty pictures on the page, but nothing ever stays the same. Come at me, and I'll show you something you ain't never seen before. Right or wrong, or can't we all just get along? My mask is no different than yours. Pretty pictures on the screen, but nothing's ever as it seems. Just